Okay, all right, let's do this. Tres, dos, X. Listen to part of a lecture in an astronomy class. Oh, yes. Before we continue talking about the properties of individual galaxies, it's worth talking about the distribution of galaxies in space. Efforts at mapping or surveying the universe, uh, making a sort of atlas of galaxies, have been going on for more than 50 years. And uh, the creators of the first major map of the universe were the astronomers Harlow Shapley and Adelaide Ames. In 1932, Shapley and Ames cataloged the positions of 1,250 galaxies by photographing what they saw through their telescopes. And they made an important discovery. Their survey was the first to indicate that galaxies were not distributed uniformly in space. Some areas had a lot of galaxies, and other areas had just a few. Uh, another way of putting this is to say that galaxies are clustered. They're not spread evenly throughout the universe. So we have stars grouped together in galaxies and galaxies grouped together in clusters. Okay? Now, uh, after their survey, other astronomers completed surveys that added to the number of clusters cataloged. One of the most important was done by the astronomer George Abel. Abel completed his survey in 1958. It added considerably to the map made by Shapley and Ames. In fact, his map had over 2,700 clusters of galaxies. That's 2,700 clusters of galaxies, not just galaxies. But there's another aspect of Abel's work that makes this map so valuable to astronomers. He introduced a classification scheme for the galaxy clusters. Now, uh, surveys completed since Abel's have cataloged additional galaxies and surveyed more of outer space, but no one has improved upon Abel's classification scheme. In fact, the Abel catalog is used as a starting point for astronomers who study these objects. One of the reasons his scheme has been so widely accepted is because of his sample size. With all the clusters in his sample, he could determine the different characteristics of clusters. And these characteristics formed the basis of his classification scheme. Now, two of the characteristics crucial to his classification were richness and symmetry. So, uh, what did he mean by richness? Well, basically, it refers to the number of galaxies there are within a cluster. Is that the same as density? That's right. Both uh, richness and density refer to the number per area. Rich clusters, or dense clusters, uh, contain a relatively high number of galaxies. And symmetry just refers to its shape? Mm, roughly speaking, yes. Uh, whether the shape of the cluster was the same on the left side is on the right side. So Abel used categories like that to classify clusters on a scale, from regular to irregular. A regular cluster is sphere-shaped, symmetrical, and most dense in the middle, um, with the greatest number of galaxies concentrated in the middle of the cluster. An irregular cluster might appear to be lopsided, asymmetrical, with a low concentration of galaxies in the center. 
You're talking about the shape of the cluster, though, not the shape of the galaxies within the cluster. Right. Uh, for example, let's consider the Coma Cluster. It's a symmetrical cluster, basically spherical in shape. But the individual galaxies within it are elliptical. They're not spherical or spiral-shaped, but the cluster itself shows spherical symmetry. Um, the Virgo cluster, on the other hand, is considered irregular. There's no symmetry to its overall shape, no central concentration of galaxies, but it happens to have both elliptical and spiral galaxies within it. Another question. You were saying how some clusters have more galaxies than others. How many galaxies does a cluster have to have in order to even be a cluster? Good question. Abel's definition of a cluster is this. First, there have to be more than 50 galaxies within a specific amount of space. He said, basically, that clusters have a radius of roughly 2 megaparsecs. And it was just an assumption that all clusters would be about the same size. It's remarkable that it proved to be correct. And this standard cluster radius is known today as the Abel radius. And second, those 50-plus galaxies have to be a certain brightness. Of course, it was a rough estimate, but looking at galaxies' brightness was a good way to distinguish between clusters that were nearby and those that were more distant. Wow. What do you think about it? Listen, I wrote down like a lot of these different things. He added another value, able starting point, reason number one, richness, symmetry, cluster, cluster, coma, cluster, Virgo, supercluster. Oh my God. I only know the Virgo supercluster by watching the video about two, three months ago. And then some clusters able to all that cluster, 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 fuck. That's all it is. <laughs> it's a bunch of motherfucking clusters. That's what we're looking at here. Okay. All right, what okay. clusterfuck? So here we go. Let's do it. What is the main purpose of the lecture? Clusterfuck. Okay, to explain the difficulty. Uh, mm. Difficulty. Because they no. figured out every fucking thing already. Okay. B, to introduce a classification system for galaxy clusters. Ooh. Sounds good. Doesn't sound too bad. To present some recent discoveries about the... No. No. But recent, 1932, is that recent? Ooh. Nah. <laughs> to describe some differences between galaxies and clusters. No. I prefer B. I prefer B, too. Let's see. Oh, good. Oh, boy. Okay, motherfucking astronomy. Let's do it. Okay, we're rocking and rolling. Let's keep it going. Number two, what did Shapley and Ames discover about the universe? Okay, so let's go to Shapley, Ames. There are 1,250 galaxies. They discovered it through their telescopes. Okay, galaxies are not uniform. Some areas are a lot. Others a few. Some clustered, some not spread evenly. There you go. So it says here, most galaxies are symmetrical. It did not say that. Most galax More galaxies exist in the universe. That nope, it said nothing about how many exist at any given point. Galaxies occur in clusters throughout the universe. Maybe. Eh. And that clusters are distributed uniformly throughout the universe. No, it says like not C. uniform. I like C. Good. Uh. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? 
Yeah. It says here, not uniform. Yeah. What did you write down? You put uniform, but you didn't put the not? Yeah, I put uh, this is not distributed as a uniform in the space. It was but the description. It says it was distributed uniformly. So it's the opposite. No, no, I put this is not distributed uniform in the space, not. D, so you wouldn't have chosen D, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I gotcha. Maria. <laughs> okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. A little scary. A little scary. But attention to detail. Let's keep it going. Question number three. Why? Does the professor emphasize the number of clusters mapped by Abel? Okay, well, Abel did 2,700. There was a classification scheme. Yeah. Okay, it was a no sample. Map. All clusters uh -huh. had characteristic cl characteristics of clusters, basics, classic scheme, richness, and symmetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Able to help explain why Able's classification scheme was, uh, I'm sorry, scheme was widely adopted. Excuse me. It says a Able's class. Oh, okay. Classification scheme was widely adopted. Let's say anything about mm -hmm. anything being adopted. Yeah. I don't like it. Able was the first astronomer. Fuck you. But was he? But why? Is it the, the the number of clusters map has nothing to do with him noticing yeah. the galaxy? They mentioned oh something God. about the survey. Yeah, nah. Regular and irregular, yeah, but still, that has nothing to do with how they were mapped. See, to provide evidence that Abel's method of surveying galaxies was superior to that. Ooh, superior. Maybe. Or to show how much Abel relied on earlier research. Let me see. Oh, man, this is a tough one. Why we adopted? Uh, I just don't know about that. Was the first astronomer to notice... A spiral, uh, spiral shaped galaxies. Did I write down spiral? Elliptical, not spiral, spherical. This, yeah, that. elliptical, but it was later. Yeah, it was much later. Mm -hmm. This is a weird one. Let me see. But it, I mean, did he rely on previous research? I just don't know about A and D. I'm going to go with C, to provide evidence that Abel's method of surveying galaxies. I like this. I like C. I like C, because he mapped everything out. Let's go. Fuck. Because it's valuable. Wow. I had, you know what? And that was the first answer that I had read, classification system. But I was like, but where was it adopted? I understand that he added on top of research, but where does it say that it was widely adopted? Nah, I still like C. That, that, I, I felt like that was going to be a bullshitty question, too, because everything seemed just like a toss-up. Other than 
D, which was a little weird, but yeah, a bullshit yeah. question. There's no other way to understand that. What aspects of clusters did Abel use to classify? Aha. C, no, no age. Okay. How about density? I remember writing that down. Okay, here we go. Richness comes within the density. So I'm going to go with A. And I'm going to go with the shape. I'm going to go yeah, A and B. Because richness is for density and uh -huh. symmetry is for shape. Uh-huh. I like A and B. Let's go. Good job. Because uh -huh. it's an aspect. So I knew that there were two answers. Okay. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Okay. Why does the professor discuss the coma in Virgo? All right. So let's go to coma. Let's go to Virgo. Now, coma. Yeah, because he tried to explain uh, this characteristic, the richness and symmetry. This is kind of examples. Mm -hmm. Elliptical, not spiral shape, and then there's spherical. Virgo, no concentration of, of symmetry, elliptical, and spiral. So it was just talking about the differences. Okay, well, B is bullshit. Rich and non-rich clusters, that's dumb. Limitation of a survey, A, ridiculous. B will be. C, it says clusters consider irregular are spherical? The classification on scale, regular, irregular, irregular, lopsided, low concentration galaxy in the center, shape of cluster. Yeah, nothing like um, it said nothing about spherical, vertical? it goes to the no. coma, and it says coma was a spherical cluster, but electrical is not a spherical, right? Right, or... so let's look at D to illustrate that the shape of a cluster is independent of the shape of the <gasps> uh, I remember that, I remember that the shape of the cluster is different from the galaxies that are in it. Oh man, yeah. I kind of like D more than I like C. What do you think, Maria Rebecca? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. But at least we eliminate A and B. I don't like C. I don't like C. You don't like C? We're going D. Let's go. Good job. All right. Ooh, we're kind of warming up. All right, let's get this warm up. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's go into the next one. The last one. What is the professor's opinion? of Abel's assumption that all clusters are about the same size. <laughs> okay, here we go. At the very, they call it the Abel radium theory or some shit, right? 50 galaxies in space, assumption, all same size. And that was correct. And they need to be bright too. Okay, yes. It was not disproved. A is a bad answer. Yeah. She is impressed that it has been proved to be correct. Yeah, see. I wrote sure. that down very methodically because he was saying so much and I just said, okay, let me write down 50 galaxies first in space. Mm -hmm. Assumption, all the same size. And then I waited yeah. to see if the assumption was right and I put correct. Now, I couldn't write down the check mark. Okay, that's what I was looking for, that check mark. But I think I did pretty good. Not bad. See? 
Yeah, Five because out of six. I, that there, was a clusterfuck. What did you write? Yeah, here? I put here uh, the same side, 50 plus 50 galaxy, evolve radius, galaxy, the brightness, 